You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by, I guess, former Canadian international now, uh, Marcel de Jong. Uh, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, former international. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it sounds weird to say, without, like unless you make a miraculous recovery and you, you start playing again. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of start like just a kind of few easy questions, just to ease us into things. So, um, yeah. what's the first pair of boots you ever remember having? Fourth. Your, your first. Sorry. Oh, your first. My, oh, okay. my, my uh, accent. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Pra. Wow. That's a good question. Wow. I don't even know. Probably the, the cheapest ones in the store. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever the cheapest one was. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your first first number one? Sorry, uh, my accent is it's it's I can't say first properly. Uh, your first uh, football memory. Uh, yeah, well, uh, probably at the local amateur club in Holland, um, where I uh, I always remembered uh, when I was. Uh, Playing at the, I don't know what was it like U U seven U six I have no idea, but uh, I, I had to take the corners for us. Obviously, it's a small sided yeah. uh, corners, and uh, so I take them on both sides. But uh, on the let's see on the left side, obviously I'm left footed. I I would uh, normally stand on the inside of the field, but I, I I didn't know you were allowed to step on the field with a corner kick, so I was just standing on the outside and trying to kick everything with my outside foot. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if you had the heart to tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your uh, your favorite career goal? Uh, yeah, it's easy one for me. Uh, I didn't score that many, but I had one nice goal against uh, against Stuttgart in the Bundesliga, um, where I uh, I actually came on the field and my first touch uh, was on on the halfway line, and I. I was open space. I just, I just went for the the the, the pace towards the goal, and and as I, as I got closer to the goal, I was on the edge of the box. I like, oh, what do I do now, right? <laughs> uh, so I, just, I saw, I saw the look of my in the corner of my eye. I saw the keeper like kind of ahead of uh, out of his box, out of his area, and I just chipped him over him and just oh. sweet goal. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Get in there. Uh, uh, what's the first the first car you ever owned? Yeah, uh, it was a Seat. I don't know if you know the yeah, brand. Yeah. Ibiza. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, the purple, purple car. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was Spanish, nice. Spanish mastery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dutch or Canadian food? Uh, Dutch food for sure. Yeah. The uh, the last movie or TV show you watched? Um, right now I'm watching uh, Bull. Uh, it's like. Dr. Bully, where he works for the, I don't know, it's, it's on Amazon Prime, and uh, he's like this, uh, works with lawyers, and he's a, he's a really uh, like a jury specialist, specialist, and uh, he can just kind of read people. It's it's really good. It's an interesting, uh, fun, fun to watch. Nice. And then the last question, because uh, we're down the pub, what's your favorite beer? Huh. Well... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break some hearts here. I, I, I didn't drink for a year and a half. I don't, oh, wow. I don't drink anymore. Yeah, so I just I just stopped drinking for I don't know for whatever reason, whatever. I was a New Year's and uh, 
January 1st of, of, of last year, I decided to stop drinking for a while. And then ever since I just haven't, uh, haven't drank, but uh, if, if I would go for a, for a beer, I would just go, uh, just a simple Heineken or, uh, it's always a good one for me. Yeah. You, you're going to love the can and congratulations. Like a year and a half <laughs> off the beer, man. I love it. Uh, so so uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting close to getting back on though. <laughs> Being around, I, don't, right? I don't know. I don't know. I had no reasons to doing it, but I just, I just felt like, okay, let's see if I can you know push it first. I when I did it. Okay. Let's do preseason, no alcohol. And then, okay, let's, let's see if I can finish the season without alcohol. And then, you know, and then I keep extending my goals to uh, whatever, but. Nice. Uh, um, being, being around Roy McCurdy will probably make you drink. Again, so <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, you, you came to the decision in March to uh, to call it a day. Uh, what led to the decision and was it kind of like an easy decision or was it difficult where you were kind of weighing up what you, what you were going to do? Um, yeah, it was not, was not easy. Um, obviously, I, I still know I had, I had maybe at least another year or two years left, uh, especially the CPL. Um, but there was this opportunity uh, with uh, with, uh, with an, uh, a partner of mine that I already know for a couple of years. Uh, we had an academy in, in uh, Ontario, uh, and he uh, he stepped away from that because he wanted to open uh, start an academy with me in in, in Vancouver in, uh, in BC. Uh, but yeah, so we're trying to uh, get it off the ground, and uh, and but the thing was like, oh, if I if I couldn't do this now, then it would probably go away he would probably have to take different because he obviously has families as well and, and and he needs to take care of them so he wanted to do this uh, right now and um so then i just looked at my uh, my own uh you know career is like okay you know what uh i think you know mentally mentally i'm ready for it physically i, w- I could still able to play more but uh, just mentally I, I was there i was i was ready for uh for the next step um even this year too, like we don't even know what the season is going to look like. Uh, you know, it's like I was lots of uncertainties. So you know what? Uh, uh, let's just just go for it. And uh, so it was it was kind of hard, but uh, right now I'm just I'm really I'm really happy with the decision I made. I haven't haven't been I haven't missed being on the pitch at all so far. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, so with the the football academy, like I saw on the website that it's based on the uh, the Dutch youth development model. Um, yeah. Obviously, you grew up at PSV. So what, what exactly is the model and how did it help develop you as a, as a player? Uh, I mean, I think every footballer knows, you know, about Holland Academy, you know, how, how it's been done. And, and, you know, they have a, they have a system where they, where they, where they focus on, on, on the youth instead of uh, looking elsewhere. And you see, like, clubs with Ajax and, and PSV where they... Uh, develop uh, youth players till and they give them a chance and 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 they perform and then you know they they get sold and and that's how it should be done you know why why look elsewhere instead of you know you got so many players around you that are you know with the right guidance you know they can they can they can make it so uh so that's 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 kind of our, our philosophy you know we're, we're we're focusing on the grassroots players from u6 to u12 13 and uh and we want to put our, our are the best coaches that we have on those age groups, right? Because, you know, like in a lot of clubs, it's, it's different. They put the, the best coaches at, at the higher ages and, and, and so on. And then they put the, you know, not so good uh, coaches on the lower ones, you know, like local local dads are coaching their kids, and, and, and which is fine. But uh, I think uh, with the grassroots, you know, those those players are still like sponges, right? You can You can teach them and you can tune them. You can, you know, teach them the habits, the you know, the the fundamentals, right? So, that's that's what we're focusing on, and uh, 
hopefully uh, you know one day uh, we can we can push one of our players to 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 PFC or to the Whitecaps for example right so that's yeah. so so um was was coaching always something that you planned to get into once you kind of retired was that always like where you were going to go if if you ask me this question maybe like 7 8 years ago i would say no because um, I've never been a player that like like to watch games, uh, you know, sit at home, or watch soccer. But the last couple of years, it's been it's been more and more. You know, every 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 game I can watch, I watch. But uh, yeah, so definitely now, like you know, this is this is perfect for me. Like I, I like I don't see myself working with a with a first team or a reserve team at the moment. Maybe in the future, but right now, like with academy, you know, younger players. It just brings me so much joy. It's just so fun, you know, you see those smiles on those faces and they're so innocent. And, you know, the other day we did a, we did a lounge event in, uh, in, in Vancouver and uh, we had a, uh, a, a videographer there and, and, and there was a, we had a drone, you know, videoing yeah. and uh, for a nice promo video. And we're training and we're training and then they see this drone and they'll just stop and look at it. And, <laughs> and, and you can't really say anything, right? Because yeah, of course, I would do the same. You know, you kids, it's so innocent. You know, it's just those little things that so makes it makes it fun. Yeah, that, that's amazing. It's like keep playing, Jesus, keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> the drone, right? Come on. Yeah. So, um, so, so you're the Canadian PFA president. Um, so, so what made you want to get involved into this? And like, how important is it for the CPL to recognize the association? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, why the reasons are just, yeah, I think we need another hour on this interview. But, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's just wherever I played, uh, like every time at issues, um, you know, uh, the union was there for us, you know, to guide us or help us through anything, you know, injuries or, or after careers or, or, or pension plans or, or benefits, you know, those, those things just were always there in place. And uh, that's how it should be, right? And uh, so that's why when I got injured um, my first year here, um, I was always like, I'm wondering what's what's going on here. Like, uh, there's nothing here, you know. Like, obviously, uh, it's not the first thing I came into my mind. But um, you start thinking. You have lots of time, you know. You're looking at the at the players, and you think, oh, young players, huh? Wow, this guy just makes this amount of money. Like, really? Is is this is this normal? And then that's how he kind of gets going. Like, what what's going on here? And then. Uh, um, yeah, from one thing led to the other. That me and Issei Nakajima, we uh, we 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 yeah came in contact with a with a friend of ours, uh, our, our executive di- director now Dan Crook, and uh, so that kind of uh, started the ball, you know, going. And uh, from there on, uh, we just we just started this, and uh, yeah, we are here where we are now. Uh, we're still a uh, long ways out, but. Uh, you know, it's it's we're on the right track. You know, we're doing this for the league, for the players, for Canada. And you know, like I tell everybody who, who wants to talk to me, like we're not here to to fight with the league. You know, like we want to improve the league. You know, it's 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 for everyone better, right? Especially for uh, foreign players. You know, if they want to come, they they need to know that like, everything is you know done properly, and 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 they will be looked after, right? So, so you know, like with um, you obviously hear of like Amazon or uh, like Starbucks and stuff, places like that to try to like bust the unions. They don't want unions involved. So, like, was there that kind of sense of apprehension from some of the players that they didn't want to get in trouble with the league if they were seen to associate with the with the union? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, um, of course, uh, you know, our 
our board members, you know, we, we put our necks on the line and, and, uh, you know, we, we took a risk, uh, but, you know, like, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, we're here for the, for the, for the club, uh, for, I mean, for the, for the league. Um, I, I, I went, I said straight up to, to our owners, like, look, uh, you know, this is what I'm doing. I just wanted you guys to hear it for myself before you hear it from someone else. Right. So, and they never, never really you know, said anything negative about it. Uh, they, they, they were okay with it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you get people that are, that are maybe a little afraid of, of, of going out public and, and with this, but, you know, that's, that's them. And that's why, you know, maybe I'm, I'm the president because I, I don't care, you know, like you know, I'll do it. You know, it's for the players. It's what's it's best for them. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. So, so like you mentioned there, like about pensions and, um, and benefits that the, the unions give, obviously you played in some of the bit like in Germany and Holland that probably has like huge player unions. Like, do they help you as well? Like with like coaching badges and, and stuff for like that? Is that the kind of thing that they'll help you with? Um, yeah, but uh, in Holland, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Uh, if you've played already in the first league, uh, like over a hundred games, you can automatically, um, start with with uh, the, the the first level or the second level right or wow. so it's just you kind of get that that uh, the little uh, extra you know credit i know mls does it uh, they can have their programs where where you can you know, uh, set up uh, for for coaching badges um so it, it's it's always there um cpl um no it's it's not there at the moment uh, i think i do know now right now there's 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 just something going on for for players I'm not sure if this is run through the through the CPL. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, yeah, those those things, um, especially like we talk about coaching badges. But uh, there's there's obviously like I said, you know, like there's more 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 than soccer. Um, you know, like if you ask me ten, 10 years ago, would I have been a coach? I said I would say no. But you know, maybe for players right now, they're just thinking, you know, like, I, I want to be in soccer, right? But they still need to that have that little extra knowledge uh, to set you up uh, for after your career. Right. So that's also something uh, that we're, 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 we're trying to set up here with the, with the, with the union, you know? I love it. I love it. Um, I, I, th- I think it's a, it's a great idea. And as you said, like, um, would it be like such a new league and some of these uh, players being inexperienced and not having that luxury of playing in a league with a union, it's uh, it's definitely uh, a great idea. So like you, you played in like some of the, biggest leagues in the world as we mentioned so how different was it for you being at the beginning of a league like I mean you play with some of the biggest clubs around and then suddenly yeah. you're at a club that's just coming up how, how different was that for you uh, yeah it's, it's different for sure I mean uh, um, yeah I mean it's tough you know like yeah, I mean, not tough I mean, you play in the Bundesliga you play against Robin Ribery uh, Royce uh, you know all those names uh, Goods uh, yeah and and then you know and then now we play against uh, Halifax or, or or Calvary or or Forge and you know it's it's just the same you know like at, the, at the time I was obviously at my prime it was uh, you know the best uh, and then you slowly slowly you know like you know go down level down level down right it's, and that's normal how it goes that's how it, you know it's normal but uh, I never really felt like oh wow uh, you know like. Uh, it's it's kind of annoying, you know. Why 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 bother? You know, like I never had that 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 feeling. It was always like, you know, it's a game. You know, every time I step on that pitch, you you want to play, you want to prove yourself, you want to you know, embarrass players, you want to you know, you don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> but you know, it's always that same same passion you have, regardless uh, you know who you play. But it was obviously a big difference when you come uh, into a CPL league uh, 
after having an experience of the MLS, uh, Bundesliga, Dutch Eredivisie, you know, it's, it's, it's different, but, you know, uh, I'm excited for what's to come with the CPL. Uh, like they have the huge potential. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some sort of normal year season this year. I don't know what's going on exactly, but, um, it's uh we'll, we'll see i mean obviously you know it's a it's a great country canada so it's you know why, why not why not uh mls 2.0 here right yeah i love that um so so the, you know you played for the fury which was they they're in the NS, nasl and then they went to the usl and stuff like that so like, how much better is it for canada having their own league rather than trying to like play in those like lower level uh us leagues um yeah i think it's it, it, it's huge for canada yeah, I mean, like it, you should have pride as well, right? To play in your country, you know, it's 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 uh, like why you see a lot of players right now moving to the USL, you know, that's and that's like, that we go back to to the union stuff because you know salaries, you know, like it's it's you know it's not fun to see uh, players from 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 CPL go to the USL too, for example, just to to earn a little bit more. And uh, but I think that's why I think it's really important that you know we, we try to keep people uh, hungry or motivated to stay in, in, in here instead of looking elsewhere, right? Um, you know, see so many American players, like they're, they're happy in MLS, you know, like why they're not going elsewhere. Like they're not going to uh, try to go overseas. Maybe they are, I don't know, but you know, they know just MLS is at this moment, you know, is, is, is a good organization. It's, it's you know, it could, you can make a good money. And uh, so that's why I think it's really important that we, that we, uh, as a CPL, you know, like we, we really, uh, establish yourself and, and and become you know uh, healthy and 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 grow and grow and grow in order. But that's the only way you can grow if 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 the players are happy. Otherwise, it's you know you get you get what I'm just saying. Like where people wanna wanna look elsewhere. And and if 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 you can if you can change that mindset of players always kind of like looking for you know a place to go somewhere else, then then you're on the right track. Obviously, I'm on the east coast in Halifax, and you're way over the other side of the country. But it just seems like, just from looking at Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, it just seems like the the football scene is just buzzing on the island right now. Has that has that always been there? Do you feel? And how much has specific helped to kind of bring up the like bring the level up a little bit more? Um, yeah, to be honest, I, I wasn't really sure how it was before. Um, I, right now, I know you know uh, the island. Uh, I feel like it's more like a village. Uh, everybody knows each other, you know, it's a, a one big community and, uh, you know, uh, if, if somebody uh, says something and then uh, two minutes later, uh, th- somebody else from the other side already knows or heard about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, everybody knows each other. So it's, it's and that's why I think uh, having a, a CPR club like Pacific FC is, is great. Um, gives the, the youth, uh, you know, also the opportunities uh, to, uh, to to grow and to, to to start playing soccer. Otherwise, you get kids that, uh, you know, they choose to go play hockey or, or baseball or whatever, right? Um, because, you know, there's nothing else here. But now with PFC, obviously, there is a you know, huge, uh, huge potential. Yeah, like, uh, like I said, like, it just looks like it's buzzing and uh, I, I love to see it because yeah. we, we all want the game to grow. It's uh, same here in Halifax because the Wonders are just created like such a buzz. It's amazing to see. Last season, obviously, like uh, Pau, like was the coach. He came in like in the middle of the the first season or towards the end of it. You played with him in in, in Holland. So, what what's the difference between Pau the player and Pau the manager? Uh, there's zero zero difference. Uh, he was one of those guys. He was one of those guys. You know, like he uh, 
he would speak his mind, you know, like uh, you will not, you know, uh, uh, walk around him without, uh, you know, just you know, being, oh, you gotta be careful, you know, like, oh, did I, am I wearing something right? Am I, you know, is my breast stinks or whatever? Like, he'll, he'll, <laughs> you know, like he'll, he'll see everything. And, uh, so, no, he, you know, he's, he's really direct, he's loud, and then when he's not, when he's not happy, you know, you know, and he shows it. And uh, so that, I think that's, that's good. Like in Holland, uh, he has his heart on his tongue. I don't know if that's the same tongue because you, you said it, you say it, right? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't agree with something, you say it. And um, but uh, the other way around is he's also positive, right? When he's when he's when he's happy, he'll say it too, right? So, but he's he's just a great great guy. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I played with him four years uh, in Holland and then uh, another couple of years at the Whitecaps. So uh, yeah, we we go back and uh, yeah, it was was fun to uh, to finish my career. Uh, under under his uh, <laughs> under him. So what what was what was your your thoughts when you found out that he was coming to Pacific? Were you just like, oh for fuck's sake, or you just like, hey? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Obviously, uh, I, I knew a little bit that 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 he was gonna that he's coming. Uh, you know, the owners uh, knew knew that uh, about our relationship, and uh, they asked me about it, and uh, they say, hey, what what did you think? Uh, what do you think of Pa? And uh, like I said right away, yeah, get him, get him right, uh, and 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 it shows. He, you know, he has that, he has that passion, which is really important for, especially for younger players. You know, you know like when they're just coming to to play, you know, uh, where 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 somebody plays two two good games in a row, and uh, but then the next day, Pa will tell him, you know, buddy, it was just two games, man. You gotta do this for twenty games, so and he'll, he'll put you straight, he'll put you on the place, right? And so he's like that. So he has that good. Uh, Good drive and good connection with those players. So I think, uh, yeah, Pacific made a made a great choice by by getting him. Love it. So going looking into the, the new season coming ahead, obviously Pacific have brought in quite a, a lot of new players and stuff like that. Like, uh, how do you look? How do you think they're they're looking going into the new season? And who's looking the most dangerous? Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously they lost a big uh, big player, Pacific. <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Ryan McCurdy, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, they've never, they've, the defense has never been the same, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, uh, like to be honest, like uh, I, I know uh, they they brought in some good some good players, um, you know, Aprizio, uh, which is really a good player, right? And uh, they we kept uh, our, all of our players. You know, Bustos is still here. You know Blasco, uh, you know all those the key players. Uh, Jamar Dixon was still here, right? So um, I think we only got got stronger. Um, to be honest, I haven't I haven't really looked about uh, to the other player, other teams. Um, obviously, you know I've been so busy lately. I haven't really sat down and and did a little bit of digging on the teams, but um, so it's hard for me to predict. But uh, I I think uh, I still think like last year we had a really really good chance of of you know getting into the final. Uh, we didn't make it, obviously, but uh, so I, I, I would give Pacific a really good chance, and obviously uh, I, I Halifax not just because we're talking with each other, but I, I do uh, rate Halifax as well. I mean, Stephen Hart is a great coach, and I work with him as well, and uh, you know, and I just think uh, great setup there. So uh, yeah, I would uh, put my uh, money on either one of those teams. So um, you should kind of pay attention to who's coming into the league because they're potential union members. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, so like, like, looking back at, like, your career and, like, some of the players you played with and against, 
like have you taken time to take stock of it all like i mean as you mentioned like ribery you know mm-hmm. Le- Lewandowski, uh, yeah. Rose, uh snyder you played against it uh, like yeah. we uh, i asked the time like did, 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 have you taken time to like look back and go like holy shit that i had a pretty decent career here yeah no i mean obviously you know you, you know but you never really like sit down and think wow you know look at those memories or those games you look it up and I haven't done it just yet. Uh, like I've, I've, I've transitioned into soccer, into into the next thing, right? So I haven't really had time for myself, to be honest. But uh, no, I, I, I do know, you know, like I've, I've played against some, some big, big timers, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's something special, right? Uh, nobody can take that away from you. It's, you know, playing in, uh, in Bayern Munich Stadium or Dortmund Stadium. You know, it's, it's, it's a real Ajax Stadium. You know, you know, cup final Holland against Feyenoord. You know, it's, it's. You know those those yeah you, you, you will never forget it and uh, it's yeah something I would never never um, take for granted. So do you have like a jersey collection? I, I do actually yeah I do uh, I have this uh, yeah I got quite a few yeah I don't know uh, I never really was one of the guys that like oh you know what uh, I'm gonna ask this guy's jersey I never it was just whatever right you know like if I if I happen to uh, find a jersey or trade one or whatever then sure but never. Uh, I was never one of those guys that, you know, after the game, you know, or like five minutes in the uh, 85th minute, you know, after the game, I can have your jersey. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so. It happens, you know, see players, you know, like the game is still going and it's like, oh, you know what, after the game, man, I need your jersey, buddy. Yeah, no, I mean, that, I, I've never I, been that guy. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I also think of like Roy Keane in those moments and what would he say? And I don't think he'd be yeah. very happy with somebody asking for a jersey at halftime. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I have to ask you, like, so who's who's the toughest uh, player you, you faced? Yeah, tough one, yeah. Bustos? No, no. <laughs> Bustos. <laughs> no, I, I'm going for Marco Royce. Yeah, so he was he was really, uh, obviously everybody would expect, oh, Ribéry or Robin. Um I don't know. Maybe those games they, they had a, a not so good game, but I always remember against Royce. Uh, I was always I was always struggling, and uh, and maybe also had to do with 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 playing against in front of seventy thousand fans, you know, like screaming and, and yelling at you, you know, like it's it's insane. And but um, yeah, Royce was uh, was really good. Uh, he had he had everything. He had the dribble. He had the, the moves. He was set speed. You know, like he he was just so smart, intelligent. It was just uh, yeah, something special. So like you, you know like obviously with COVID like fans not allowed in the stadiums and, and stuff like that like looking at the Bundesliga those kind of stadiums without fans like like can you imagine playing those games like I I say it must be horrible when you're used to having the noise in the background and then suddenly that's gone like can you imagine what it would what it be like? No, I mean like it's, it's, it's still so weird when I see those empty stadiums. It's just it's just sad, you know. Like I feel bad for uh, for the clubs, for the fans, for the players, you know like. It's just not the same anymore, and uh, you, so you see that. I think it was uh, Champions League final as well uh, last year. Uh, PSG uh, Bayern Munich it was just an empty stadium. It's just really, you know, like it's just the whole, the whole um, that drive you would normally have in a game is, is just, you know, the, the stadium, the fans gives you an extra ten percent for sure. And uh, without that, you know, you gotta find somewhere else, and uh, there's no more hiding as well, right? You cannot really say what you think sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know, on the field, you hear sometimes some stuff, right? So it's yeah. You got to be really careful, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> cameras on. Yeah, I, 
I love when the uh, I love when the commentators have to apologise when so, <laughs> somebody tells me to fuck off. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so uh, one of the questions I ask everybody I have on the show is: if you're going to play in a five-a-side tournament, from the players you played with, who's making your team? So played with, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, for sure, uh, Julian de Guzman, Atiba Hutchinson, Alfonso Davis would make the team. So I'm including myself, right? Some people include themselves, like because they're really full oh, of themselves. Okay, okay. Some people just rather be the coach. So I wish you told me this, this this question before, so I could have thought about it. <laughs> That's the whole point of it, man. It's like you know, you got to yeah. keep you on your toes, you know. Yeah, you've played with some incredible players too. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 there's one I don't know if you remember. He uh, played for Liverpool, Clavan, Ragnar Clavan. Yes. Yeah, so he was a centre back for my team in Augsburg, and then he, he went to Liverpool. I, he was not, he never really always played, but he played uh, some 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 games. And he played quite a few, I think. I don't know if you're a Liverpool fan, but uh, yeah, Tottenham. So. Okay, yeah. So he, he was he was a beast in the back. So he, I would pick him, and um, I don't know. Let's, let's put Dwayne the Rosario in there as well. Yeah. Are, are you going to uh, are you going to buy his new book? He's got a, his uh, autobiography coming out in the next couple of days. Yeah, I saw him. I follow him on Instagram, and uh, I've seen it. I don't know uh, exactly what it's about. It's about his life or what is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, will you get a signed copy, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> are we going to see a uh, Marcel de Young autobiography and what would it be called? <laughs> no. You did, you so, if, if, if it would have called it, the name of the book would have been It's All About Timing. <laughs> no, yeah, it is, it is. Everything in life. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's all about timing. You know, like it, it comes with with young players. You know, having a good game at the right moment. You know, it's playing a, playing a good game at, at the higher level at, at the right moment. You know, it's all about timing. I love it. Uh, if you yeah. need somebody, if you need somebody to ghostwrite it, I'll help out. Um, right. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to to hang yeah, out and, and talk some football. It's been a lot of fun, man. Um, yeah, of course. You've been listening to the Down the Pub Podcast. Recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.